there are certain things in your business that you can't hand the ball off on. But there are other times where I think we hold on to the ball too long and we're the source of our lack of momentum on certain things. This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this shorter episode, we bring you our hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects, fresh from our expert panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Let's jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the e-commerce leader call-in show. We're thrilled to launch another episode here. We've got a good one. In today's conversation, we're going to do a behind-the-scenes look at the personal projects each of us has been working on in the last month and share what we're doing, why we're doing it and why it's giving us energy, joy, and hope, and or frustration, drama, and pain. Either way, you're going to hear about it. Guys, how are you all doing? Are you ready to jump into this fun topic? Ready. This is going to be fun. Always ready. All right. Very cool. I'm going to just go around the table, and I'm going to ask the first question, which is, what was your highest impact project? in January that you worked on and why were you working on it and share a little bit about it. Don't be shy on the details. Give us the real lowdown and how it's impacting or benefiting your business, that kind of thing. Chris, you want to go first? A fairly large project that I can't believe I thought I was going to get done in three weeks when I initially planned and put this thing out there. If I had even worked diligently every single day, it would not be done in three months. It is kind of getting close to being done. It's a pretty massive project. It's around KDP. So it's creating uh, basically an online course, but then I'm publishing it through KDP, which of course, Kindle Direct Publishing. So it'll be available as a paperback book, a hardback book, as a Kindle uh, book, uh, digital. That's how people want to consume it. And it's pretty thorough and it's in-depth. And I've had highs and lows. And word that came to mind today, because we're thinking about this, is just momentum. And I, I would say, if you Google momentum, you're not going to really learn anything about how it's going to apply to your life and your business. Um, but I want to share my momentum with you and with anybody listening to be like, oh, okay, I can see how I can identify momentum in my life and how it's just going to keep it going uh, when I do identify it. Because as I've been working on really just the past two weeks and kind of getting close to the end and finishing a chapter and being like, this chapter is really good. This is really going to help a lot of people. These are amazing examples that are going to make what I'm trying to teach and communicate. That, that makes me excited. And that, that excitement leads into you know being happy and excited to work on it. It doesn't feel like work anymore. Um, and by noticing that and acknowledging that, then I can ride that wave of momentum. I don't want to fall out of it because falling out of it means I got to try and get back into it. So I think people should uh, you know try their best to tell when they're in kind of a phase of momentum. It's not the same as like deep work or flow or in the zone or anything like that. But just kind of that excitement to work on something versus seeing it as, ah, I don't want to work on that. That's work. I'd rather go do something else than like, uh, this is what I like doing. And the fact that it's work is going to turn into, uh, you know, a fancy launch. It's going to help a lot of people. And yeah, it's going to make a lot of money at the same time. But that's an exciting place to be. And yeah, I'm happy to say that I've been riding that momentum for the past few weeks. 
Um, so I'd encourage people to whatever project they're working on. I know we talk about a lot of different uh, business opportunities on the show to just pay attention to yourself. Are you excited to work on it? Are you like dreading working on it? And maybe change things up. You can just change up you know, the stuff on your desk and try and find a new way where you're like, hey, I'm excited for my second monitor on this side. It just feels different. I'm happy again. Little things like that can start and create that momentum. And when you can acknowledge that and notice it, then you can really apply it and like try to stay in that momentum as much as possible for as long as possible. And you're going to get stuff done faster. You're going to do better work. And I would make the case they're going to be happier and more fulfilled because it's either your life isn't divided into personal and work anymore. No, I'm doing stuff that I enjoy. I'm helping people and I'm going to make money as a bonus. Like that's, and honestly, as I described it, that's what my, my course is about. Doing something, finding something you like to do and being able to put it into a business that's going to help people make you money at the same time. And that's where you're really never working another day in your life. You're actually doing fun to do that. Momentum and the project is a book that you're launching. Really, it's a course. We call it a course or a book with a course. A course. Um, book about so a course. Reason, yeah, the books that I write are generally communicating how to do something. They're not stories. Yeah. They're not stories. Of course, but I would rather sell it as a book so these people have it. They can take it around with them. They can read it. They can get a package in the mail from Amazon. They can trust the reviews. It's got one-click checkout. It's got generous return policy. Nobody doesn't like the book. They don't have to fight for a refund or anything. It's so much fun. I could talk about it for days, but you know, I don't want to take up the whole show. No, that's awesome. The launch is going to be coming up soon, I'm sure. So any guesstimation on when it'll be actually out there for, uh, for the wide world to check out? January for me in uh, my Amazon businesses is a opportunity for us to reflect not just on what worked well and we're tracking throughout the year on sales and profitability and all that, but really on operational tactics and goals and strategies and, and really refining some of our processes. And so it, January for us was, was, was an audit and we audit all of our processes down to every single SOP that we have, what was working, what needs to be updated because we live, you know, if, if you are working with Amazon as a seller, you fully know wow. the dynamics of change in that marketplace. And so it's up to us to make sure that we're updating all of our SOPs to be in line with what anything that Amazon's putting out in terms of changes and what they're doing. And they made some significant terms of service in the last few months as well. So we had to really make sure that we were aligning on that. And that was part of our process. And it's doing that sort of audit is boring, but for me, it also is, it is momentum giving to use Chris's language because the better your processes are, the more, in theory, the more efficient your business is going to run and the more efficient the people that are working for you are going to be able to implement it. And so it's about getting clarity on those processes and really defining where there was bottlenecks, well, mistakes being made, issues along those lines. And yeah, we should have that wrapped up here this week. And so we've been working on it for the last month on the, our Amazon FBA business. And yeah, I'm excited to see what the results look like and as they bring those reports and we start to implement some of that. How do you implement, yeah. just curious, how do you implement in your business? Like you'll get feedback and ideas, recommendations yeah. that you'll then just make changes in your business going forward. Exactly. Yeah. So we just will, basically they're going to report back and all the stuff that they did. I'll review it. I'll report and they're, they're aggregating it together essentially. And, and they're recommending changes as well. How, how from, from our employees side and VAs and people that were used for it, what was their sort of feedback? Cause I really wanted it to be almost like, I don't know if you're familiar with the term in sometimes in corporate America, they use a 360 degree review where it's obviously you reviewing your employees and the work that they 
they've done, but then they review you as a leader and as a boss, and that's how that typically works. And so I was wanting to get that sort of feedback in terms of our process of communication as well. So it's helpful. It's humbling a little bit when you're like, hey, you were really terrible at this particular thing. And I'm like, that's fair enough. You know, that's fair enough. And and so we were making adjustments to that process as well. But yeah, we then it starts to get implemented this next month in terms of how we use it moving forward. Dude, that's really, really cool. Wow. So data work, heavy team work that'll result in a positive outcome for the rest of the year. Yeah. Love that. All right, cool. Michael, what'd you do in January? What's top of mind for you? Yeah, talking of uh, really what uh, really the friends and Chris that you brought that up, it's something that I've been intending to do for about a year and a half and not even started, which is bad. And like you, Chris, I tend to put incredibly optimistic deadlines on things. So I'm not even going to resist the age and put one on here. But I'm finally getting down to, to creating a book from the podcast. And we've done a lot of podcasts over the years. I've interviewed a lot of very intelligent people on some important topics for, for my audience, for, the, for my clients. And I felt that a long, for a long time that it would make a good book if I could get the format right if i could get going with it and somehow i just didn't get off those signing blocks uh, finally doing it now so this the working title is aggregators aggregated and first of all it should really be helpful to my clients who a lot of whom should be considering selling their businesses this year i believe and that's another topic another conversation i've already had one sell a couple of brands seven figures in the last couple of months so it's fresh in their minds it's a fresh take on my corner of e-commerce. So it's forcing me to look at custom and private label Amazon-focused businesses from a very different angle and in buyer's view and, and with this investment mindset, the Wall Street background some of these guys have. And um, finally, it means I'm getting into digital product production, which is something I've been, I, I remember I listened back a while ago to uh, the e-commerce leader podcast from 18 months ago, mid 2020, where I said to you, Jason on air, I'm going to write this book and probably in the next few months. So I was completely wrong about the timing, but I'm finally getting onto it. Incredibly happy. It is an extension of my comfort zone, which is the kind of podcast and audio and stuff which i've been doing for years and audio editing is something i've done but not with this particular angle on it so we'll hone our game as well so there's so many upsides to it i've already got the, the relationships with the guests in place that i can you know reach out to, to create things like conferences to do it i'm basically going to nick what you did jason and kyle with the book launch which i thought was so good with your launch for e-commerce power facebook ads sell the book a virtual conference on the back end and just blow up the, the consulting side of things so i'm really looking forward to the upsides when they work and surviving the lows as well on the journey so i'm really pleased to be finally getting on with that very cool man very cool, oh book deadlines are brutal you, you know yeah. on on the author there's just always it's it's always yeah. uh, a struggle very cool okay i'll share mine in january we had two really significant websites launch for our businesses i'll talk about one and then if we have time i'll circle back and mention the other one the big launch that really my wife led the charge a hundred percent but it was it's called sewingwithcinnamon.com. It's built on Vimeo's OTT programming platform tools. And that is an app constructing tool toolkit so that you, you basically have a website, but you also it, they cross create apps for iOS, iPad, iPhone, uh, Google Play for Android devices, and then Fire TV, uh, Apple TV, Roku. It puts basically OTT programming is called over the top programming. They call OTT basically creates an app version of uh, all of the content, the video based content. Um, for public consumption on all of those streaming platforms. And it's been really cool to see it come together. January was our big push. And she crushed it on you know, the work with their team on building that website. But the marketing strategy and that kind of stuff, I helped with a little. Just how we, we're going to approach launching it. And um, really proud of it. And uh, we have people now signing up every day from 
Roku and Fire, Amazon Fire TV and all these various places that were like, how are these people finding this? But it's the Wild West, really, if you think about non-YouTube video distribution. And that's really what the heart and soul of this project was. Having basically, if you go to Amazon, go to Amazon uh, Fire TV or to, to Amazon and, and, and look for videos on Prime, search any key phrase you want that's relevant to you, you'll find very little content, like shockingly small amounts of content. Because what's happened is all those platforms have built content for mass consumption, just normal shows that are like TV shows. But all the niche content, it hasn't even been put on there yet. It is literally like the beginning of the beginning for niche content on these platforms. Uh, so if anyone is piqued in their interest by that, go check it all out. Vimeo OTT is the phrase to search for and look into. It's not only the day one of the day one. It's like the first few minutes of the uh, the story for original niche content on these platforms. And most people have just never even heard of it or thought about it. But it's going to become more and more the thing. Those The platforms like Amazon Prime Video and Roku... They're not going away. They're never going to stop doing what they're doing. And it, it is a new normal. It's a new paradigm. And we started to look into this about a year ago, and it really led us to the conclusion that we have to have her work out there broadly, cross-platform, cross-channel. And so that's what the project was all about. So you can see how it works at sewingcinnamon.com. I don't think anybody in our audience will probably be interested in the content itself, sewing stuff, but um, just to see what it looks like and how it operates and all that. Or just search on any any device you want, uh, any platform you want for sewing with cinnamon, you'll see the app version of it all. So that was our big project. And uh, again, all the props go to her and um, the Vimeo team. We were really impressed. Really, um, Nicely put together. All right. Do we have time for wow. version two? Topic number two. Uh, you want to go around the table again, Chris? You got a second one you want to talk about? A second project I'm working on? Yeah. Anything else that, that you want to mention that's top of mind for you that you're digging into? If not, it's fine. I would say my second topic is my first topic in the sense of I can get easily distracted and working from, oh, I'm just going to check this and, oh, let me pull this up and I wonder what's happening over here. And oh my gosh, those are things that can break momentum. So I've been trying to do one thing, like work on the thing that's going to move everything forward. Yeah, let me ask it this way. What else did you do last month that brought you energy, optimism, or excitement? Anything else top of mind? It's fine. It's first project. But, yeah. Well, there's always like, these little things. That, like, I get excited. Just hearing you talk about Vimeo OTT, I'm like, ooh, I need to spend more time over there. And being disciplined enough to know which ones are things that make sense. To pursue and which ones are truly shiny objects and distractions and while they might be fun they don't actually impact anything for your personal life or your, your business and i think it's important that people don't get so focused and be like no i gotta hustle wake up early and stay up late and grind and do other like no you should you should have a nice balance and find something you like to do that brings value to other people where you can get paid for it uh, and be able to, to separate and be like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to spend time over there, but you know what? I want to pass it. I need to be focused here on my kids, and my wife, and my family, and my, my work, and my projects, and my customers. Uh, and be okay not doing things. And I've tried to remind myself a lot of that, not just in the last month, but the past year. Like, it's okay to not do things. Like, yeah. the, that FOMO of opportunity in 2021 and moving forward, we're like, just on Amazon, there are 28 different business opportunities. Yeah. 
let alone on eBay and Etsy and, and podcasting and all these things. And you can't do all of them. And I, I just want to share personally so that anybody that kind of feels the same way, like you're not alone. Like it can be overwhelming to have to choose what to work on when there are so many options because that opportunity cost of saying, look, I pick this, but that also means that I didn't pick all of these can really wear on people psychologically. At least for me, if I'm trying to get better at it and be like, you know what? Someone else can do those things. It's cool. Those are great ideas, but they're ideas for someone else. These are the ideas that make the most sense for me because of my, my interests, my passions, my interests, my skills, my, all these things. I'm gonna, I just have to commit to doing these things. Yeah. You're saying focus is helpful? What? He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. someone's personal experience and momentum with focus as it applies to their business, based on their experience, based on you know, they have something they can share that's going to apply to you. And then you can identify, I feel the same way as that person that I, I look up to, that I identify with. Hey, that makes it okay uh, for me to struggle with that. I don't feel bad admitting that I struggle with something. Mm-hmm. And someone else admits, yeah, I struggle with that too. And it's okay. And I, I, I've gotten better at it. And there's days from the worse that. And I think things like that can really help people uh, you know, just move forward and choose what they want to do. Be okay with changing and pivoting if that's the right thing to do. Uh, there are no set plans everybody has to follow. Um, but sometimes people need like a little advice when they when they feel overwhelmed with choice. Yeah, love that. I was just going to say because it ties in with Chris, and then we make uh, space for Kyle. But I just wanted to say first of all, thank you, Chris. It sounds very disingenuous, but genuinely, you're somebody I look up to. You're a very big thought leader in, in the e-commerce space, and have been for years. Thank you for giving me permission to screw it up and be very late with my projects, and to nevertheless be okay with getting one good thing done. Because I, I was giving myself a hard time for coming up with far too many lists of things I, I should do, and then I also have the object syndrome, like everyone does. And, and I agree with the momentum thing. For example, this book project. The thing that's winning for me is relentlessly, and last night I went to 2 a.m. because I'm like, every single day I'm going to get an hour and a half of editing done on this thing. And last night it wasn't done by midnight. I'm like, okay, I'm going to say goodbye to my wife and put her to bed because she's ill and go sleep on the sofa. And then I'm going to sit down and do the editing. And I did. Thank you for that. And I think there's great wisdom in that really simple insight. That's it. Well, this is the hot take show. So, Kyle, before you, you get back in, we're, we're going to hot take back because the word you use is permission. Am I going? And that's that's a word that I use a lot in like my personal coaching because I've worked with so many people who they're unable to move forward or make a decision because they feel they need permission from somebody. And they typically need that permission from somebody that they look up to as, as like the best of the best or a celebrity type thing or a guru or whatever it might be. And I get that for some people, I'm that person. And if I can give them permission and give them confidence, then they can move forward. And from my point of view, sometimes it seems silly, right? So, Michael, we're, we're friends. We can talk about this openly. There's a part of me that says, it's silly, Michael, that you need permission from me, Chris Green, sitting in an office in Providence. For, I, like, what do you mean you need permission from me? But I get it. Like, human psychology is different, more in-depth, and more complicated than people realize. When you understand that, you say, you know, I know what like Michael needs. He needs permission from somebody that he looks up to and trusts. And if, Michael, if I can give you that permission, great. I'm happy to be any small part of your story and able to you know, move forward whatever project it is and that permission is not unique to me or to michael or to anybody it's very common okay. so if anybody's listening and they're like you know what i, I do feel it. i just had what i look up to give me permission i know i can move forward and just acknowledging that if you need to hire them as a coach or go ahead and get them then you can hear it but that's all it is it's, it's permission it's something simple it's just, you know, flip a switch in your brain to be like yeah i got permission now so i can move forward when nothing actually changed other than now you just got the endorsement from somebody that you look up to somebody you know i can trust that's all it is. 
Chris has gone full motivational speaker on us this morning, like which it. is awesome. Let that let that book come out. Is that what the <laughs> book is on? It should roll, be. Man. Where's the momentum course? Where's the momentum course? <laughs> it's so great. No, honestly, that's fantastic. <laughs> I opened the floodgates <laughs> and I'm glad I did. Yeah, but, uh, I'm going to go, but I, I do want to comment on this because it, it did spark a, a thought for me. What happens, I think one of the maturing processes as an entrepreneur is to know what do you do when that momentum begins to fade. And the thought that came to mind is it's like running the option play in American football. Football, everywhere else in the world, it's soccer. Football is soccer. But in America, football is American football. And they run this play where the quarterback who who gets has the ball on offense has a choice. And he can either hand it off to the, the guy behind him who's the running back, and they take off and start running. Or the quarterback can keep it, and they run. Or they throw it. It's, it's an option. you got options. I think the wisdom with momentum is to understand when you need to hand the ball off to somebody else. And there are certain things in your business that you can't hand the ball off on, but there are other times where I think we hold on to the ball too long and we are the, we are the source of our lack of momentum on certain things. And I think that there's just wisdom is learning when to hand the ball, when to keep it and why you keep your offense running smoothly as possible. And by that, your business. So that's my take on that. I love that. I think momentum is is really powerful to lean into and to push into it. So with that, the second thing that I essentially worked on this last month was something that I do feel a lot of momentum around, and that is uh, working to put together a new mastermind group. It's still a little bit under wraps because we're still working through part of that detail, but with, with a cool a couple of cool guys who some former Amazon employees that are now in the consulting world and coming together and doing training and conversations around brand building on Amazon as a platform. Like where, how do you launch? What do you do? And so I'm excited their take on it, their insight and putting that community together. I feel a lot of momentum around it. I think it's going to be a huge value to the community as we roll into 2022. And so I'm pretty excited about that. Dude, love that. Okay. I don't have any inspirational or motivational thoughts for anyone, but I'll just share my uh, second project we worked on in January was um, a Shopify site build that we're really proud of. It's for our own charitable work and it's uh, in support of the Three Esters Farm, which is our property in Zambia and our programs there. And we built it on Shopify, which is unusual for uh, charitable sites, charity sites, but we love the platform so much. We just figured we'd build it that way. We use the Shogun page editor a lot. And uh, so you can check it out, 3estersfarm.org. Really proud of the visual effect of the site, what it's looking and coming together. And it was really a team effort. I kind of led the way a little bit. And it was a rehash and redo of what we had previously on the internet. And um, so that was a big project. And uh, Shopify continues to impress me and my team every time we build a site. Like, we love this. To be honest, started... um, looking into WordPress for this one because it was like, it's just charity. But, and and really Shopify functionality in a lot of ways didn't apply. But once I got into WordPress for a day or two, I was like, I am not building this site on WordPress. I'm back in Shopify. That's what I love. That's what I know how to build on. And who cares if it's a charity, I can make this work on Shopify. And we did, and I think it came out. And uh, so that was my uh, second project for January. And uh, to the motivational and uh, inspirational points, Chris, that you made and, and each of you made. Uh, I, I do totally agree with you. Momentum is energizing and fun. When you're not in a place of momentum, it sucks. And uh, when you get momentum as a team, too, is a different level for me. 
getting momentum personally is one thing. Getting momentum uh, with your team or under the concept of having team members that know how to do stuff. And then they lead the charge, they lead the way, and they build out parts of process that actually stack up and align with what you had hoped and dreamed and even exceed your hopes and expectations. To me, that's really the fun part of being an e-commerce operator as well and a business uh, and and a nonprofit leader as well. Um, so hopefully that's helpful today. Okay, I'm going to go around the table. Final thoughts, final takeaways of this episode went in a different direction than we expected. But of course, that's the fun of this show is we are always figuring out on the fly what's inspiring us in that moment. Any final thoughts for the day? We'll go back around the table. Chris, closing thought. I think we crammed so much into this 26 minutes. I don't think we need to throw anything else on top of it because it's just uh, completely overwhelm people. I think we give people enough actionable uh, and motivational information. They need to go out and do something with it. And that's my challenge to anybody listening. Do something. Like make a conscious choice to do something that's going to move your business forward. Right I love it. Okay. Yeah, they're listening. Right now. Do something. Nonstop motivation from Chris Green today. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, Michael, what do you got? By the way, permission, Jason, you gave yourself permission to say, I hate WordPress, I love Shopify. I'm going to use Shopify for a purpose it wasn't intended for. And because you love the tool and know it well, you made it work. And I think that's one thing that, that strikes me is that we all develop great skills in certain areas and you need to just dig into that and double down, even if the external world will tell you that's not actually what you should be doing. I'm trying to create an audio book from a podcast. I've never heard anyone trying to do that. So I don't care because I've been doing podcasting interviews for, for six seven years i've probably done 800 episodes of podcasts so i'm comfortable with it so i'm going to roll with it and see where it goes and i think that's uh, also a great piece of advice for anyone if you're in some kind of momentum don't mess with the momentum just because it isn't conventional solution to a problem i love that okay kyle final thought my final thought is i give you permission listener to go back and listen to chris green inspire you and give you some fire for your week so i'm giving you permission to go do that <laughs> fire for the week love this you guys we are all about the inspirational encouragement motivation and uh, honestly it, it is it's fun to to um really inspire people we hope and that's the effort behind the show and the energy behind the show is to inspire encourage educate and motivate e-commerce operators and it really is an honor so if you're listening to this to in the call in app we uh, we'd love to have you follow the show that's one of the signs by which we uh, something positive is happening. It's an honor to have people popping in and listening. We're number eight right now in the educational section of Call-In App, which is amazing. If you want to check out a broader set of conversations, you can go to the ecommerceleader.com and uh, check that out on Spotify, or, uh, Apple Podcast Player, all of the uh, players that are out there for the e-commerce leader podcast. So, gents, as always, it's an honor. I'll end it here and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.